welcome to Funny Feelings, the beauty acupuncture community clinic episode. I am Liza Ruckel, and I'm here with my partner in podcast, Dr. Maria Guyman. Hi. We're actually sitting in my apartment right now. <laughs> Liza's like on the pink velvet couch. We have a massage table set up that I got from my friend down the street so that we can get some acupuncture during our interviews. And there's a lot of rose theme stuff everywhere. <laughs> and we were also drinking love tea from Masha Tea, which is absolutely delicious. Our producer, Matthias Ruckel, is here. As all Funny Feelings podcasts, this one is also an experience. So what we're doing today is we're having two different acupuncturists come over, Ariel of Tiger Lily and Samantha Story, and Maria and I will both get two different treatments today. So I will be going first with Ariel and... She has a really unique and special technique. I will let her explain. And she's the owner of Tiger Lily Acupuncture Community Clinics. And then Samantha Story will come in and she's really known for her face gua sha. And it's seriously heaven. I always go see Samantha when I'm like losing my cool. And then she helps me relax. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we're talking about acupuncture as part of this series because acupuncture is becoming more and more accessible to a wide range of people. And so we just kind of want to talk to two different specialists in their field about their particular approaches and why acupuncture is gaining so much popularity in New York City and also just around the country and around the world. I mean, it's something that started in the East and now it's like everywhere in Brooklyn and in Manhattan, there's an acupuncture clinic somewhere. So like, why, why is that going on? It's like one of the most ancient healing modalities. For me, when I see my acupuncturist and they take my pulse, I really believe that. And I really feel like what they're reading from my body, from my pulse is true because it always coincides with exactly how I'm feeling. The it's, other cool, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I feel like the other cool thing about like, in, like, if we're talking about funny feelings, like sometimes, and both of us experience this too, like people will tell their acupuncturist and they tell us too, like things that are deep down, like the, the most real parts of their lives that they're trying to work on. And I think that that's something that's really special because I don't, we haven't really specifically interviewed anybody yet about healing, about like being healers and acupuncturists, like they have this role where they kind of take people's funny feelings and show it back to them and allow their and put their bodies in a place where they can heal in a way um, that is really special and doesn't always require talking. It just kind of requires a few needles or like touching acupressure points if that's what's happening instead. And so I think it's this really unique situation where you walk in and kind of tell somebody your problems. And instead of being prescribed a pill or like kind of ruminating over the thoughts, like something physical happens to you and then you leave transformed. Maria, I know you love acupuncture, so you're the biggest fan. Tell us why you love acupuncture so much. First experience with acupuncture, I was in medical school. I was like 21, I want to say. I was the youngest person in my class and 
I had just lost a friend and was devastated and I didn't know what to do. And for some reason I remembered that somebody told me about this little community acupuncture clinic in West Philadelphia where I was living at the time. And um, I made an appointment and I went and I started going to acupuncture and it really changed how I saw medicine in general. And so like since then, that was years ago, I've regularly been getting acupuncture myself and I send most of my patients to an acupuncturist. Like there's rarely a time where I think someone shouldn't also get acupuncture and I've seen it really profoundly affect people's lives. I completely agree. And as a Arvigo practitioner, I really also send my clients to acupuncturists because I feel that Arvigo Mayan abdominal massage with acupuncture are the absolute winning combination for fertility as well as naturopathic medicine. But I just noticed that the acupuncture really, really helps to regulate the cycle and to get the a really wonderful bright red blood and to remove stagnation in the belly to help with fertility. So I really, I'm also a huge fan of acupuncture and I love getting it. For my practice too, like different naturopathic doctors practice in different ways, but I wind up working a lot with Western herbs. So herbs that kind of originate in Europe and the Americas versus Chinese and Ayurvedic herbs, which are just different because of geography. So they're originating in China or in India or in the East. And so I work a lot with Western herbs and nutrition and it's really good to have a different paradigm, like a completely different way of understanding the body when in terms of treatment. So like, for example, with fertility, so you have Arvigo as like one paradigm for helping somebody get pregnant. I might make sure that their vitamins and minerals are kind of up to speed and that their lab work looks good. And then an acupuncturist just provides this other really dynamic approach that can be missing, um, like the missing piece for somebody getting better, or kind of reaching their health goals. I completely agree. And I also want to add that recently I've been doing a lot of acupuncture for my face and facial gua sha, which is um, not so much about my organs. You hold so much stress in your face that I feel like the treatments that I've been getting recently, the acupuncture for the face and the facial gua sha have really helped me to decrease my stress levels and just feel completely better, like just completely new by the end of the treatment. I'm so excited for our guest. She has a community acupuncture clinic. Her name is Arielle De Leon, and she's on the way now. So Arielle is coming. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good. good. So Maria just went downstairs to get our first guest. Hi, I'm Arielle De Leon. I'm uh, the business owner of Tiger Lily Holistic, which is a community acupuncture clinic in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I've been working for eight years and licensed in acupuncture. I'm a little jet lagged, so 
bear with me if I'm talking funny. We have Liza on the acupuncture table and Ariel is starting to do a treatment with her. I kind of just wanted to start by asking you like briefly to say like what is acupuncture because I feel like people must ask you that all the time. So acupuncture is very briefly, it would be just opening the meridians. Meridians are lines on the body, actual graphic lines that you can run down the body. And if they get constricted, then they'll pull everything else out of balance. So what we do is we check for where that is and then open that channel. So we're just opening the streams of the body. You can, you can even think about it as like a mechanic. You, what's not working? This isn't working. Let's fix that. Are the meridians, the lines and the channels related to the organs or the emotions or both? All of the above. The body is composed of 12 meridians and they each have different functions and we want them to all work properly together. So I can see by asking different questions, by looking at the tongue, sometimes I feel the pulse, but it's not a big part of my, my construct. I do mostly um, general palpation of the abdomen. You're mostly doing palpation of the abdomen. Other acupuncturists will do pulse diagnostic. The biggest is the 10 questions. So I'll ask like um, about sleep, about digestion, about stress levels. Um, I do ask about common positions. So I'll ask about work, like if people are on their feet, you know, they'll have a different body, body position so for re- recurrent injury. If they're on the computer, they might have their head slumped forward and their back forward, which creates some imbalance of, of weight positioning. And so the compensatory muscles, for example, in the neck will be overly stressed and it'll cause different things like can cause headaches, can cause neck pain, neck and shoulders. I mean, we always see neck and shoulders in this day and age. Liza's laying on her back on the table. Um, There's a pillow under her head. Ariel's needling at Liza's feet. That is tender, yeah. And this one too? That's how it was worth. Okay, so that is for this. It's blood stagnation in the lower abdomen. I wanted to open this up a little bit. Does that feel a little looser? It feels a little looser, yeah. This actually feels a little looser already, too. My body like responds really quick, probably just to your hand touch because it feels so amazing. Your hands on my stomach. <laughs> so. Ariel, why did you choose to open a community practice, and what is what is that? I grew up going to acupuncture since I was ten, nine or ten. My parents would take me. I've always had kind of a postnasal drip. Sinus issues. That's very sensitive. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. They needled me, and I would get ones in my face because I had sinus issues, and I loved it. I thought it was so cool. (laughs) Ever since then, it's always been in my first line of defense. You know, I have a cold, I go get acupuncture. When I was in my 20s, I was on Depo-Provera for birth control, And I never got my period back after I stopped it. And so I went to one treatment of acupuncture and I got my period and got a regular cycle again. Um, Also in my 20s, I think I lifted a mattress and I threw my back out and I was crying. I could barely get into my, I had a big VW van. I was the most awkward driver trying not to move at all. And I drove out to my acupuncturist and 
it was the most intense treatment, but so wonderful and resolved within one, one session. When you're younger, you can really bounce back from acupuncture. It's pretty miraculous. Were you going to community acupuncture when you were getting acupuncture? No, I had never heard of community acupuncture until I graduated. And then I was looking for a job and I saw a job listing for Worksong. My undergraduate was in community oh, yeah. studies, which is the anthropology of social movements. So the job listing said community acupuncture. I thought, oh, I like communities, <laughs> community things. Yeah. So being somebody that liked to go to acupuncture, I just wanted to be able to afford it. It worked out that after working in the model, I really liked the model. So right now I'm doing a treatment protocol called stomach chi. And is this tender? It would feel kind of... That's a little tender. Okay. You know, I feel good lately but i feel really busy yesterday i had a small breakdown oh what does that mean i just was like felt overwhelmed and was crying mm-hmm. so i had like a lot of emotions come up but then i had all these really good ideas after were you in a safe place when i was crying yeah. i was at home with my husband who was getting blamed for most of it <laughs> So Ariel's putting a couple more needles in Liza's upper arm. You just made a point and I just felt a lot of movement in my belly. You did a point on my shin mm-hmm. and my whole belly started moving. Amazing. So Ariel, you have your own clinic, Tiger Lily Community Acupuncture in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So can you just tell us how community acupuncture is structured and how you in particular work? So I see patients every 15 minutes. They come in, they fill out a brief intake form, and then we chat for up to five minutes and I figure out what's going on. In our staff, we have uh, half went to PECOM, which is Pacific College of Oriental Medicine, and half went to Tri-State. So the people that went to PECOM do herbs, so they might think about herbal strategies, but they would probably do that after for me, I do a big, a lot of palpatory. Not everyone does. It, it really is up to the practitioner. It's a little bit like cooking. You can use, you can pull from so many different influences, and so it really becomes your own style as how to, how you do it. I prefer to spend the mo- most of my time with my hands on the patient, so we can still talk. I do probably eighty or ninety percent of my patients are face up, so we can continue chatting while they're on the table. Not everyone like is like that. A lot of my Practitioners have mostly face down, and I think that's crazy because I really love that communication. I like to chat with the people and just make sure that we get it right. But, you know, if you if you really know your strategies, you don't really need to do that. And It, it takes a little more faith than I do. I, I really like having the feedback of that something's really changed immediately. So you were saying that you spend 15 minutes with the people? It's a 15-minute appointment slot. I usually try to get everyone done within the 15 minutes and then, but that also includes unpinning other people. So it's a lot of like waitressing is a good precursor to it because you know how to settle someone in, make sure they're comfortable, let them rest, and then you can move on to the next table. I have five tables. I see four people an hour, but then people tend to rest for longer. So it's nice to have the extra table Mm -hmm. because sometimes people come in and they'll sleep for two hours. 
Aww. You know, they've never had acupuncture, they've been sleeping. And once you get them into the parasympathetic rest and digest, they just, they need to do a lot of processing and deep repair. So it's nice to have that space where you can just let them chill. Well, your clinic is so beautiful also, Tiger Lily. It's like a huge open space. It's just like really well lit and it feels really comfortable and you don't feel like you're in a room with a bunch of strangers in a way that's uncomfortable. Like it actually feels like the energy of the other people in the room kind of help you get into that zone of like just relaxing and that was definitely my goal i did come from a, a hospitality background do you want something over your stomach okay okay how many people do you see in a day i don't see that many I, because i have kids and i already and i run the clinic i shorten my day so i see maybe 12 how do you feel after seeing 12 people a day I'm tired that's a lot of people. So, well, it's a lot of stories and energy listening. As a practitioner, hearing people's stories, I want to be a comfort, but I, I can't let it drain me. As a mother, as a small business owner, I'm so tired most of the time with, I mean, I just, I don't want to be tired. So, you know, strict boundaries are so important. From my understanding of community acupuncture, it's a shared space where you have several, you kind of like space out appointment time. So for example, if I were to come in, you would take, you would do an intake with me for like 15 minutes or so, get me on the table, needle me, and then I would stay on the table. The next person comes, you take their intake. So you wind up having a room full of a bunch of people getting acupuncture at the same time. Yes. Part of why you decided to go into community acupuncture is because it was more affordable. Do you guys do sliding scale or how do you price community acupuncture? We do sliding scale. I just raised it because uh, what is really important to me is also paying my practitioners fair wages. Well, not not just practitioners, all the staff. Um, and we live in New York City and we have rent. So it used to be 30 to 60. Now it's 40 to 70. There's a $10 paperwork charge. And how often do you see clients like it probably varies. My my most regular patient comes at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. That would be like somebody who just really enjoys treatment and maybe has a need. So the higher the pain, the more frequent the treatment. In, in China, if you were extremely ill, you might go every day. We I never ask people to come every day because... It, they just can't afford it, and they don't. They can't afford it money-wise, but they also usually can't afford it time-wise. If they have a high rate of pain, I might suggest three times a week, twice a week, whatever they can manage, because I don't want them to get more stressed out than they already probably are being in pain. So um, usually I recommend once a week, and then that's enough to see the change. Once they get to a point where they're in, not in pain anymore, I would say once, once a month, once a season. Funny Feelings with Liza Ruckel and Maria Gaiman. Are there any funny feelings that come up for you when you're doing acupuncture treatments? Well, I always fall in love with my patients, and I don't mean it in a gross way, but I always feel like very connected to them. And so I, I do have to man, pull, kind of pull it back like, I don't actually know you. <laughs> I'm just meeting you now. So it is a funny feeling because it's then they come in a week later and I don't even remember their story. It's like this really deep level of intimacy where they're sharing 
pretty intense details with me. And then after an hour, I say goodbye. It's a, it's a funny feeling. We talked with Ariel about acupuncture as a concept, about some different styles of acupuncture and how she got into it herself. And Liza's luckily, for her, been getting a treatment the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, we just like really appreciate all of your insights. And I think something about holistic medicine that's really beautiful is that it's an art and a science. And I think that's what kind of makes it really special is that you're able to make different choices based on the person that you're dealing with. And community acupuncture is really special to my heart because like I said earlier, I've been getting it for a long time. Um, and I think it just makes it accessible to people in hard times. So thanks for doing the work that you do. Oh, thank you. This is Funny Feelings Podcast. We just finished speaking to Ariel De Leon in Maria's apartment about community acupuncture, and I got the best treatment. I'm Liza Ruckel. And I'm Maria Guyman. Join us next time back here at my apartment. We will be interviewing acupuncturist Samantha Story, who has a different approach to Chinese medicine. And visit us at funnyfeelingspodcast.com or on Instagram at Funny Feelings Podcast. Bye. Bye.